Hi Church, welcome to our study. Uh, today I'm going to continue on with that theme of why would I? And I'm going to tell you a little ditty about the story of uh, how I came to find Jesus and find community. And I'm going to take you right back, so it's going to be like a 30 year jump back in time. Um, and uh, it's I want you to imagine I'm a kind of a 17, 18 year old. Um, young woman and I'm just starting out in life. I'm just finishing high school at Burnside High School in Christchurch, which is where I've come from. And uh, I'm in really thick eyeliner. So I was in a kind of try hard goth stage. So where I don't wipe my face out, but I definitely wear that thick black eyeliner. Uh, all my clothes are black. My hair is dyed black. Um, and I'm wearing um, really thick opaque tights and um, little tiny shorts and black clogs. It's kind of a look I had that was just all black. Uh, but I didn't really have the characteristics of a goth person. I was always very happy and sparkly, so I was a bit of a juxtaposition in my character. But anyway, I want to take you back. So that's where I am. And um, as I said, I'm just about to start into my nursing studies and I'm hanging out with a group of people that are very diverse. Um, a lot of kind of hippie, alt-type, gothic people, um, goth people, and we're a very kind of funny, eclectic lot. And in the group is a guy called Mark, and he is a Christian, and I don't really know him that well, uh, but I'm starting to get to know him a little bit better. So we'll stop you there, that's where I am. Now we move me back again, uh, I want you to tell you a little bit about the history that precedes me meeting Mark. And that is, as a young child in my family, we grew up and, and we would identify ourselves as Anglicans. Uh, and by Anglican beings, we were like going to church sort of the Christmas and the Easter, um, the traditional services. And, but my parents would send me to quite, would send me to church school. So I'm going to sort of Christian schools uh, to, and I get an awareness of God. And at the same time, I have a best friend who lives across the road from me, and her family are a Catholic. And so when I would stay the night at um, Fran's house, I would then go on to Catholic's church. And so I had a real limited understanding around denominations and how it worked. And my understanding as a child of that age was that if I went to the Catholic church, uh, I would go to heaven. So um, we would think. But then if I was in the Anglican church, they would say I'd go to heaven if I went to Anglican church. And so as a child, I was really confused about, I wanted to go to heaven and I wanted to love uh, God, but I didn't understand the whole dynamics around do I choose which church and is that what makes me get to heaven. It was a very limited understanding. And I think also back in those days, denominations were a lot more stronger. This is our patch, you get off our patch type thing than they are these days. Thank goodness. Uh, so yeah, so that was the kind of history leading up to around my childhood and I remember actually praying um, as a young person, sort of somebody kind of form one, form two for the old school people and I remember praying and saying, um, I want to follow you God but I'm not sure which church I have to go be in to be able to do that and get to heaven and I'm a bit confused about who's right and who's wrong and so in essence what I did is I just didn't choose because I didn't know what the right answer was. And so I continued to live my life. I remember a time when I was around 15, uh, hanging out in Casual Street Mall in Christchurch. And that's what we used to do on a Friday night. My parents owned a cafe. 
um, on Cashel Street Mall and I would wait for my mum to finish at nine and so I'd be allowed to hang out if my dad was helping at the cafe um, in Cashel Street Mall and I came across some um, street witnesses so some people that were telling me about Jesus and I got to the point where I even said the Lord's Prayer um, and feeling like is this the answer um, I don't know what church they belonged to, I didn't know anything about them, but they seemed to be, they were happy and there was something that they were going to give, that I wanted to capture. So much so, as I said, I said the Lord's Prayer and gave my life to Jesus. But then after that, I had no connection with them, and I didn't know where they were from. And so that kind of um, excitement, initial excitement, faded away and dissipated. And so then we take me back now to where I was at 18, hanging out with this eclectic group of people in uh, Christchurch and having some conversations one night with this guy as part of the group around uh, spiritual things. And often, you know, that is a very interesting topic um, around that age. You're, you're thinking about what happens. And I think we were actually talking about seances. And so I remember feeling a sense of, oh, that's really scary. I don't like that. And then this guy saying, well, actually, why don't, if you're interested in spiritual things, why don't you come to church with me? And I remember thinking, oh, maybe this is something. Maybe, and it must have opened up that curiosity, that wondering again about what about Jesus? What am I going to do with Jesus? And, and so he asked me repeatedly and there was many times um, I just declined and didn't come for whatever reason but in the end after about five weeks of asking me and being persistent um, I went with him to church and so our church was in the Avon Picture Theatre which was just off um, the Cathedral Square in Christchurch as it was back in there before the earthquakes and it was a big massive old uh, movie theatre being converted into a church as often we do and um, it was a great space <laughs> It was just such a cool, cool space. But the thing that really uh, interested me when I went in was it's just so vastly different from what I was used to growing up in that much more traditional sense of community, uh, Anglican church, Catholic churches. It was full, uh, unbelievably, of young people and everyone was talking and it was just such a difference from what I was used to in that more solemn presented space uh, as it was back then. And I remember being quite like, oh, what's this? This is a little bit different. People were kind of clapping when they're singing and it was a lot more band-like. And, you know, I was curious and kind of also really interested in. But still, again, that question still plugged my mind as I was in the service. Is this the right church? Is this the way that would lead me to heaven? And at the end, when the altar call was done and the pastor said it, uh, was sort of trying to... Um, talk to people who didn't know Jesus around that opportunity to come to know him, I suddenly felt like the words he was speaking were as if he was speaking directly to me. And the funny thing was, they're such broad words that they didn't have anything special. It wasn't a Priscilla come to the front. It was very broad, but it was directly answering the question that I had continued to have all those years growing up. And the words he said to me is, when you come up to the front, you're accepting Jesus. And that doesn't mean you have to come to this church. What you're doing is accepting Jesus. And Jesus can be found in many churches. And it suddenly spoke to me. It's like, oh my goodness. He said it's about relationship. It's not about belonging to a church. And of course that just felt like I was being spoken to directly. Um, you couldn't have had any more brighter light on me to make me feel like I was right on the spot. 
And of course I responded to that because that's what I'd been looking for. I'd been looking for someone to help me understand the difference between Jesus and joining a church. And ever since then, I have been part of so a, a variety of communities um, as we have travelled and moved around the countries. Um, and so I even remember when I had a wonderful time there. It was in a time, um, if, you remember, if you know, Glenn was the youth pastor, which is another story where I met him, and we obviously eventually got married and had a family, but um, we had a fabulous time. It was just this whole time of young people, all so many young people getting saved out of the goth scene, out of the student scene in Christchurch. It was just an amazing time. And then when I left there and moved up to Auckland to start my career in nursing at Green Lane Hospital, um, the first thing I did when I came to Auckland, other than um, get into my accommodation at the nursing hostel, was to go and find church. Because I knew that what that community, that sense of community that I had found in Christchurch, I needed that desperately back up in this new space where I'd never been. I'd never been to Auckland. It was really big and scary and it was full of hill starts and a car that was many shocking experiences and motorways were overwhelming but I knew the thing I had to do was get to find myself community again and I did and I went to the church there and I found instant community and that's what I love is that the community is so diverse it's full of so many ages and stages and different types of people but still you've had this community that sense of community because we all love Jesus we're followers of Jesus we were there to grow in um and, and be made more like him so we had that connection and then when we went to the UK same thing went to church found church and from there I was able to branch out and get jobs and, and, and establish other friendships but church was my place my base of finding connection and finding encouragement um, and so when I think about why would I why would I follow Jesus because right back then in the Avon Picture Theatre in Christchurch, that whole thing of connecting into Jesus, that broader family, that um, connection of community is wider than the, just the local church that you belong to. It's a massive, big, wonderful community that's diverse and rich um, in the way it presents itself. And, and so when I come in and I find community, I find that sense of place, that sense of um, where I am welcomed, where I'm accepted, where I'm cared for. And I love Hebrews 10.24 and it talks about we spur each other on towards love and good deeds. That that's what happens when we are connected in a church community is that we are spurring each other on. It feels like we're at the sideline, we're cheerleading them on, like, go, you can do it. Uh, I love it. And I can't imagine not having a place in community. I can't imagine going through stuff that all of us go through in life and not having that base of people who are around us. And no matter how diverse they are to us uh, in our lives, they're, they're there and they're spurring us on towards love and good deeds. And further on in that verse, it talks about not uh, giving up that habit of meeting together. And now in this day, COVID age, of course, we're not able to meet together, but we still can connect in other ways. We connect via the online platforms. We connect by the good old phone, having a chat, having coffees on the deck. Um, we still can keep meeting. And I, don't, I want to encourage us, church, let's not stop that. Let's not break that habit of knowing the power of community. I love community. 
and you know me I'm very relational um, I'm a super relational person I'm work much better face to face I, I'm not a super over the phone but at the moment I'm going to do the best I can to keep connection going to keep community to keep spurring each other of us on towards love and good deeds uh, and the funny thing is I remember my parents that night when I woke them up to tell them I'd accepted Jesus uh, I think my mother in the shock and trying to kind of uh, pacify my father in this kind of new stance that their daughter had come home with and is she going to go kind of go a bit cuckoo uh, she said well this is a phase this will probably be like the crystals phase she went through the vegetarian phase she went through the Greenpeace phase it's just a phase but even now 30 something years later my parents would say well it's probably the biggest phase and the longest phase she's ever done <laughs> And it's a phase I believe I will take to my grave, that I will continue to love Jesus, that I will continue to connect into community, to spur others on towards love and good deeds. So church, that's what I just want to encourage you, my little ramblings of today. Uh, so we're going to next hear from Michael, uh, and I just want to wish you and encourage you all. And let me just pray. Father God, I thank you for our community. And even though we struggle because we can't meet face to face, I thank you, Father God, that you are still in us. And whenever we meet, even if it's in a virtual forum, uh, when two or three are gathered, there you are, Lord. Community is your heart. And I just pray for our people. I pray your blessing on each one of them today. I pray your blessing on their families and on their community connections. Father God, whatever their situation is, bless them. Watch over them, keep them safe, protect them, and Lord, may each of us continue to have that mandate of spurring each other on towards love and good deeds. You are awesome. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Okay, church.